Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 83 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Frayden, and on today's episode, I will answer the question, what are the tax benefits of having an LLC. So this question comes from Maisha. So Maisha, thanks so much for your question. If you're new to the podcast, the way these Tuesday episodes work is that I answer one question from my free Facebook group, Braden's Besties. If you join the group, just search Braden's Besties on Facebook, you'll be prompted to give us a legal or tax question that you have in your business. And then each Tuesday, I choose one to answer here on the podcast. So this week, we are answering Maisha's question, what are the tax benefits of having an LLC? So at first, I was going to give a super short answer for this. Um, I probably actually answered this on previous podcasts before. But instead, I thought, since I'm, you know, in full-blown promo mode for my for my new book, which I talk about like every week on the podcast, I would read you an additional excerpt from my book that will help actually explain what would be the shorter answer to my question. So hopefully that made sense. I'm just going to dive right in. So this um, comes from, I believe it's chapter nine of the book, and the heading is disregarded entities. So here we go. Get this. I have a master's degree in tax law. It still took me a few years to really understand the nuances of the buzzwords we're about to cover. That's because I never really found a source that thoroughly explained them. So I'm writing about it in this book. They're often used interchangeably and incorrectly. Honestly, you'll be a-okay if you don't understand these terms, but how cool would it be if you totally get it? So stick with me, friend, you're doing great and you got this. A disregarded entity is an entity that is not recognized for tax purposes and therefore, for tax purposes, is not separate from its owner. Sole props and single member LLCs are disregarded entities. To explain this a different way, disregarded entities are a function of state laws. You form an LLC under the laws of your state. They have nothing to do with the IRS laws and regulations, so the IRS disregards it. You know that Mariah Carey, I don't know her gif, that's now used as one of the ultimate forms of shade. When asked about Jennifer Lopez back in the early 2000s, Mariah simply responded, I don't know her. First of all, sure jam. But second, I'm kind of here for it. Was it petty? Was it her honest reaction? Who knows? 
And the IRS, while way less fun and dramatic than Mariah, is basically the same. You form an LLC and the IRS is like, I don't know her. I know nothing about uh, the Wizard of Oz, this magic bubble, the mitosis, meiosis. They are disregarding your LLC. Side note, if you're not getting all these references, they're formal. They are references to other parts of the book that you're not getting right now. Side note over. Back in chapter one, you learned a little bit about the various tax forms. Here's the best technical description I have for disregarded entities. If an entity is disregarded, the income and expenses go straight onto the owner's tax return on a Schedule C. If an entity is not disregarded, the business must first file its own return. From there, the method of tax on the owners is determined by whether the entity is passed through. Let's contrast the sole proprietorship with a single member S corporation. Remember we talked about that binder full of tax forms. Now consider that there are multiple binders. There's binders for personal taxes, corporate taxes, trust taxes, etc. You get the picture. The binder is basically your tax return. It's a collection of all the forms that get filed together. Your personal tax return binder is due on April 15th each year. The Schedule C is one of those forms in that binder. S-Corps have their own much smaller binder and C-Corps have a separate one as well. Those tax return binders are due on March 15th each year. They're entirely separate from the personal return since they are not disregarded. This leads up to understanding the difference between a disregarded entity and a pass-through entity. Pass-through entities. In a pass-through entity, the profit of the business passes through the business entity and to the owner or owners. All disregarded entities are pass-throughs since the profit goes directly onto the personal tax return. But not all pass-throughs are disregarded. It's like that whole square and rectangle thing. From there, the question is which other entities pass profit directly to the owner? The answer, S-Corps, partnerships, and multi-member LLCs. Here's how that works. First, the business files its own tax return because it's not disregarded. A partnership would file a Form 1065 and an S-Corp files in 1120S. Those forms report income, expenses, and profit of the business. In order for the profit to pass through to the owners, the business files K-1s along with the business returns. A K-1 is comparable to a W-2 or a 1099. It's a tax form that shows the taxpayer's receipt of income. The owners input the info from the K-1 onto their personal tax return. This is how they're taxed for the profits of the business. When a pass-through files their initial return, the 1065 or 1120S, it's for information purposes. The business doesn't pay the taxes, the owners do once the income passes through. Back to the binder analogy. S-Corps and partnerships file their quote-unquote binders on March 15th each year. In the binder tax return, they complete and include their K-1s. They also send copies of those K-1s to the individual owners who then report and include them in their personal binder slash tax return. The K-1s are the tool that passes through the income from the business to the owners. Let's look at a quick example. Lucy and Ethel are business partners in a multi-member LLC, which is a disregarded entity. They're budding chocolatiers. 
the business makes $100,000 and has $40,000 in expenses. They file an IRS form 1065 showing the income and expenses. Along with the 1065, they also file two K-1s. Each show that they are 50-50 partners and that their shares from the partnership are $50,000 in income and $20,000 in expenses for a profit of $30,000. Lucy and Ethel take the K-1s and then input them on their personal tax returns, which effectively adds $30,000 of income to whatever other income they might have. So that is the reading from the book. Hopefully this was helpful in explaining to you how taxes actually work in an LLC. As I kind of explained to you, an LLC is both a disregarded entity and a pass-through entity. So it does not change your income taxes at all. When you form an LLC, your income tax is exactly the same. The only difference is your franchise tax. So a franchise tax, uh, I always tell people just to think of as an annual fee. It's a fee for having an LLC totally unrelated to income taxes. So that was probably much longer and more in-depth than a typical Tuesday episode would be, um, but I thought it would be fun to share this section of the book. If you enjoyed it and want to learn about more about LLCs, I do have an entire chapter of the book that you can go get for free and read. Just go to www.bradendrake.com forward slash book read it, check it out. Hopefully you love it. And then if you have a question for me, you can come join the Braden's Besties Facebook group, share a question, post questions in the group, connect with the community. It's super fun. And that's it. So that's all for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I will be back in your podcast app next Tuesday. See you then. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.